Greg, Maya, and Betty are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They're just a bunch of nerds who enjoy talking about movies, shows, and current events. So sit back, grab a coffee, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of All Queued Up. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of All Queued Up, the review podcast tied to streaming services like Netflix, Amazon Prime, HBO Max, Disney+, etc., etc., etc. I'm your host, Greg Dietz, and with me always is Maya Don Fisher and Betty Badger. How's everyone been? How's everyone, how's everyone doing? I think Maya should share her good news. I've been busy as fuck the past week, but yeah, uh, last Wednesday after we got done recording, I went to get my uh, new driver's license photo and everything, and uh, I got my new license for Monday, uh, and got my new social security card, uh, or my updated uh, insurance cards, uh, Friday, uh Everything's been going really quickly, and I've been staying busy just getting my name updated, changed everywhere, got it updated, and changed at my bank yesterday. Uh, been on, corresponding with credit card companies now, getting that done. Uh, I had to go and get my prosthetic adjusted yesterday at the shop. Uh, so they, it was actually a, it's actually a, a centimeter and a half off in length. It was too short. So I was overcompensating. Do you, to, do you have to go in? Do you have to go in when you get that adjusted and like give them a sound that it's making like you do at the mechanics? Yeah, yeah, it's making a like a <laughs> sound <laughs> every step I take. Um, but no, they they also ordered a new foot shell because the foot shell they have see like naturally my right foot was longer than my left foot um, by about three centimeters. So I would require a larger size shoe for my right foot than my left foot. So I would just naturally wear bigger shoes. Well, the prosthetic guy, he didn't think anything of it and just made it to fit the larger size shoe. Well, it's one size too big to fit shoes from like Torrid and things like that. Uh, so I was like, look, now that I'm you know, making the changes in my life that I've made, I want to be able to wear my cute shoes. You need to give me a smaller foot. Oh, yeah. So they ordered a new foot shell for me yesterday. Um, trying to prepare for the camping trip that we're going on next week. So we had to board the cat somewhere. We found a place to board the cat, but to board the cat, we had to make sure her vaccinations were up to, up to, uh, up to date and you know she's a stray that we took in so we don't know what her vaccinations are but we know she's probably not been vaccinated within the past year so we had to scramble to find a place because you know betty there's not a lot of vets in our area and none of them are open on weekends and they don't take walk-ins for vaccinations so i called like 13 different veterinarians uh in southwestern virginia and, and southeastern kentucky trying to find a place that would get her her rabies vaccination and her feline influenza vaccination and fortunately i was able to find one that could do it before we leave on our trip next next thursday uh so 
this coming Monday, we got to get her vaccinated, and then we leave Thursday on our trip. So, yeah, I've been busy as fuck. Oh, and I got my nails done, and they look fabulous, and I love it. And, yeah, I've just been really busy. <laughs> but, you know, not stressful, just time-consuming, and all good, positive things happening, so. Yeah, That's it great. sounds like a very exciting That's week. Fantastic. I'm sorry about the whole vet thing. We have a, a vet that we've been using for the past 20 some years. So, and he's a he's country doctor. He's an old school country doctor, and he's he's very autistic. Bless his heart. He's he's just like me. He's the only person I allow to call me Liz. So, but yeah, he lets me give the cats vaccinations at home because I used to work at an animal shelter, so I know what I'm doing. You know, so yeah, he's he's totally cool, you know, and he is open on weekends. So if you ever find yourself in an emergency, Lee Highway Animal Hospital off exit 13 in Abingdon, they are open uh, up until 1230 on weekends. I know where that is. Yeah. I mean, I used to live off of exit 10. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people day. don't and like exit 17. Him. A lot of people don't like him, but I mean, he's great with animals. And if you get to know him, he really is a nice guy. He's just not, he's not, he doesn't know how to socialize well, you know? And again, that's why I let him call me Liz. I'm not going to argue with him about it, but you know, well, he's good with that's our why pets. He's, that's why he's a great vet. He's better with mm -hmm. animals than people. Yeah, he's great with animals. You know, he's really good with animals or else we wouldn't continue to use him for this long. There's other people we could go to, but he's great with animals. So, awesome. yeah. And my week has been, yeah, it's just been a week. So, <laughs> what about you, Craig? <laughs> uh, a little stressful. Uh, a few things that happened that I uh, won't talk about on the podcast, but I told you guys beforehand that we're just like, I didn't want to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank goodness not. we don't have to listen to that story again. Right. I'm going to punch you in your goddamn guns. Um, oh god! No, but I did want to. I did want to tell a story that, quick that I thought was kind of funny. Uh, so there's this girl that I talked to at the grocery store that I go to. She she sits at the front and she's literally just a greeter and she presses a button to say how many people are in the store. And over the past few years. Um, you know, she'll talk about, well, we'll just talk about certain things, but she knows my, my parents. So she always asks how they're doing and she's really kind and nice. And, but lately she's been talking about how fearful she is of getting the vaccine. She's worried about it and scared. And I've been trying to calm her nerves about it, telling her, you know, the science of it and how it works. And that, you know, like my dad got the vaccine, both shots and he's fine. And I got my first one and I'm fine. And, and she's like, Ooh, oh, I get my, I'm just, a I get, I get, I get my last one um, the day this publishes. So yay. yay. Hey, there you go. There you go. And then my birthday is um, the day after. Yay. Yeah. You're having a good time. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, go ahead. You're fine. Um, this is really why my stories take forever. Uh, <laughs> as we're talking about stuff, this old lady walks up and she needs a cart, but there's no motorized carts. So, um, uh, the woman I'm talking to says, do you want my seat? Like, while we wait for one? And she was like, please, I, I'd appreciate that. So she sits down and she goes, what are you two talking about? And uh, the, the the woman says, oh, just the, the I'm worried about getting the shot. I'm scared of it. And she goes, the shot? And I said, I said, yeah, the vaccine. She's scared to get the vaccine. And um, the old lady goes, you know what will get you over that fear of, of getting the vaccine? And the woman goes, what? And she goes, getting the fucking vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm like, that's all awesome. right, damn fucking 70 year old lady just fucking telling it how it is. That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, and this is a so lady who probably got probably lived through getting the polio vaccine as, as a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's really fucking fun. I was like, yeah, you're fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm gonna tell everybody. If you're afraid to get the vaccine, that's the way you get over it. You just fucking get the vaccine. Uh, the other thing I want to bring up is uh, Betty might know of this channel. Maya, you might, but I, I've known about it for a while, and I just started watching it again because they added um, a new thing that they're doing on the channel. So there's a YouTube channel called Defunct Land. Um, what they originally started the channel out to be was the history of a of a, a theme park or an amusement park that is no longer around. Um, they gained a lot of attraction by doing a, uh, uh, they're like big short form documentaries, but they did one about a place called action park in New Jersey, New Jersey. Yeah. Which was notorious for being extreme. You keep cutting out, sweetie. Yeah. You're cutting out. What'd you say? You cut out. out. Now you're pixelating. Hold on. Hold on, everybody. All right, how do I sound now? Do I sound any better now? You sound great now. Am I still cutting out? Okay. No, not now. Yeah, it's this fucking... No? What in the shit? What? No, my no, laptop you were fine. is sucking ass. Uh, audio-wise, I was fine? Yeah, you were fine audio-wise. You started to talk about Hold Action on. Park in New Jersey. Yeah, I was saying that they did. They did an episode on that, and it got like millions and millions of views. And uh, so I'm just going to use the laptop mic. It doesn't look as good, but whatever. It doesn't fucking glitch out. Uh, uh it inspired the anyway, Johnny Knoxville film Action Point. I know that. Yes. Which yes. It's a very um, bad movie. But if you like documentaries, I highly recommend it. They started doing short-form documentaries on shows that no longer exist. The most recent upload was on the PBS um, uh, uh, Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego, G- Carmen Sandiego Game Show. I saw um, that. You watched that episode? Of I haven't Defunct seen Land? the episode yet, but it came up in my recommended this morning. It, it came up in mine yesterday, actually. <laughs> Well, I watched it because it came up in mine as well. Um, and I was like, oh yeah, I remember this web. I remember this channel because I watched I watched a thing on their their channel back when um uh Banksy had opened up a Disneyland, like a like a really shitty Disneyland parody theme park for like a couple days or some shit. Yeah. Um and uh Defunct Land did a whole episode on it. And uh but I never went back to their channel and now I'm just catching up on other stuff. Cause now with doing TV shows and theme parks, I'm like, this is, I'm really fucking enjoying this. So I just wanted to throw that and recommend it. Cause it's pretty rad. They do the documentaries awesome. pretty well too. They, they stick to like what's going on. They maybe break it down into different parts, but yeah. Yeah. I've seen a few other things. Like uh, I know they did one on like Christmas land and uh, there was a uh, Jesus Adventureland. I need to watch that or one. Or something. Yeah, it was really Jesus Adventureland. Like, oh. Yeah, they had built like Noah's Ark and stuff. And I mean, it's 
Oh, Ken Ham still owns that place. What is it? The Ark Encounter? There's there's that, but there's also a different place. Um, I think I don't think it was out here. I think it was on the West Coast. I don't oh. know. People are weird. That's amazing. You know, there's got to be some backyard Jesus lands too. So <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that's what's what's so interesting to me about this this channel is is the fact that like there are these theme parks and and stuff that I didn't know existed or like. I watched a show as a kid and like, apparently there was some like shady shit in the back. Like they have a whole episode on, um, I don't remember the name of the show, but it was, uh, it was like a girl on a big couch with something in the big red couch or the big red chair. But I had heard there was some shady shit about that show. So I'm going to watch that episode and be like, I'm going to fucking get all the gossip. It's going to be great. But yeah, I just I I fucking been like, ooh, this is like perfect for documentary stuff. But all right, anyway, guys, uh, that was that was our intro. Hope you enjoyed that. Um, now we're gonna get to the podcast, what we actually record for, which is reviewing shows that we've watched on streaming services. Which this week we're gonna be reviewing episode four of Falcon and Winter Soldier and episode five of Invincible. Um, and. Uh, and then we're going to call the episode that we're going to be done with it. And then we'll be back next week. That's how this works. <laughs> oh shit. Really? Yeah. And so it's, uh, it's kind of, it's a novel idea. It's a novel concept, but yeah. Huh. Anyway, y'all uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and dive into uh, Falcon and winter soldier. Um, because there's a, there was a lot in this episode, a lot more than the past episode. I like we we loved fucking Zemo dancing, but we got more of Zemo in this episode, and I just I fucking dude, so good. Yeah, this was a really really good episode. I was very on the edge of my seat, and I was just like, damn it, when it was over, I was like, damn it, <laughs> now I gotta yeah, wait till next yeah. week, damn it. <laughs> well, like that final shot in the whole episode, like the final fucking thing that was on screen. With uh, uh, Walker holding the the bloody shield, I was like, "That could not be better." That shot is so perfect. He's going off the rails. Yeah, um, oh, yeah. I knew he was going to. I think I called it last week that we uh, we all knew that he was going to. Uh, he was going to go too far. He was going to do something that was going to be just too far. Um. I thought the way that I thought it was going to happen with him getting the super soldier serum was he was going to get it from Carly that well, she was, she was going did. to, in a sense, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, in a sense. Yeah. You're not wrong. I, but I didn't think it was going to be like him just finding a vial. My dad cracked me up. Cause he was like, he was like, well, I don't understand why Zemo destroyed it. <laughs> And I'm like, I don't know, all those conversations that they've been having this season about Zemo, <laughs> his distaste for super soldiers. Yeah. Yeah. When he started stomping on that shit, I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently he missed one. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I thought this week's episode was really good. Um, it, it it was a little better paced, I felt. Um and again, more Zemo. You can't go wrong with that because he was just brilliant again in this episode. Yeah. And I'm I can't wait to see what he continues to go on to do after this too, because he's such a good actor. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah I rem- 
I remember is the first thing I ever saw him in was in Glorious Bastards. Was That's he a great movie? movie. He, yeah, he is the young private that becomes smitten with the theater owner. Okay, I Jesus, I don't. Re- I like I, I I've watched the movie a ton of times, so I know exactly who you're talking about. But my mind is not putting his face in that role, so that's I'll have to watch that movie again. He looks different. He was younger. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, I think it was like his first movie too, or at least his first oh. one this side of the pond. Ah. Oh. Okay. Well, he's a fantastic actor, regardless. I mean, that's. I mean, he him him playing Zemo and having the chemistry and charismaticness that you want to see in that role is just he's he's fucking nailed it two weeks in a row now and but i want to know where he went where the fuck did he go he went into the sewers Ugh. he el Ch- he el chopoed as fucking el chopoed uh sam called it i was i was like that's a that's a good line i like that also don't fuck with the door melage just don't do it i mean that like line that line i love that when when John Walker was like, you don't have any jurisdiction here. And she said the Dora Milaje have jurisdiction wherever the Dora Milaje happened to be. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah, I'm sitting <laughs> on the couch screaming, badass bitches. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me excited for the Wheel of Time to come out too because it reminds me of the ale and that story. So it makes me more excited for that. Because I the, love as often, badass women who are like, fuck you, I do what I want. You know? <laughs> as, as often as you talk about that show, I'm like, I'm, I hope it does not even remotely suck. I know, I'm setting myself up for such disappointment. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't doubt I that the it. books are great. I don't doubt the books are great. I mean, I hear a lot of great things from other people too, so like, but like, that's, that's what I tell people is adaptations, remakes, and remasters can suck. Outside oh, of the source yeah. material, so well, it's like somebody bought up the rights for that show a while back, and they did a pilot with Billy Zane. Oh my god! Oh god! Crazy. Yeah, and they put it out at like right at the end of time. That would, um, you know, basically if they didn't do something within a certain amount of time, it, it would fall out of their hands. So they put it yeah. out right before that timing, and it yeah, it sucked ass. There have been people's own adaptations on YouTube, just get places that have done so much better. <laughs> and I'm like, I, wow. I will say this, Betty. I will say this: that it's it's rare nowadays to get an adaptation that actually sucks because people are getting control of doing the adaptation that like the source material that are fans of the source material. Um, I think that's why a lot of the Marvel stuff has worked so well because they keep giving it to people that um, initially know the characters well enough. Um, yeah so i think that i do think that there's hope for um uh wheel of time show so and if they fuck it up maybe disney can take over you know i mean it is (laughs) it is pretty family friendly for the most part so it's supposed to premiere on hbo right uh amazon amazon okay yeah amazon Um, prime um I mean, yeah, we'll definitely build that. That comes at the end of the year, so we'll definitely be watching that. But uh, uh, because I mean, like for example, like you know, we watched the stand, and the you know, you guys really like the book, but the fucking that movie, oh, that show sucks. So it can happen. It can happen, Betty. Oh, it absolutely can. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, 
but yeah, so um, there's a great there's a great bit in this episode that I think is I thought was very clever on how it was structured. So if you remember when they go talk to Isaiah Bradley and he gets angry and like throws what look I think it was like a tuna can or sardine can or something into the wall. Mm-hmm. And then John throws his shield into the wall in this episode. Mm-hmm. I was like, that that's fucking symmetry right there. That's beautiful. I love that. Well, it is also a, a visual clue to let you know that in that scene with Battlestar just a few moments before when he was like, would you take the serum if you had the chance? Right. That right. lets you know he had definitely taken the serum because he didn't have the strength to throw that shield and have it embed into a wall as deep as it was before. Right. Before right. he would have thrown it and it would have probably just bounced off. Right. Yeah. Jeff and I were talking about the fact that, you know, he's a great soldier in his own right. Um, but I don't think they have fully addressed because they really don't anyways. I don't, he's got some PTSD man from, Oh, oh yeah. the shit that's happened. You don't get those kinds of medals without having some motherfucking PTSD to go with it. And it's not been addressed. And somebody in that position who already has PTSD, who has grown up with a military or has become an adult with a military mindset. Uh, it, it's yeah. Everything that's going on and wrong with him. Yeah. I could have told you that shit what you know i mean don't do that so it's just don't you know yeah i mean that's it's, why it's... captain america was so good because he he wasn't so indoctrinated this dude has been indoctrinated oh yeah that's i mean his, his character in the comic when he was first introduced was literally called super patriot i mean that oh, wow. that should have been your like, like anybody's first clue on on what kind of character john was gonna freedom be. fries <laughs> yeah exactly exactly i think the other thing about um this show that somebody pointed out on, on, on Twitter that I thought was very clever was Captain America or, or Steve Rogers, namely is the ideal America. What we want America to seem like, whereas John is what America is mm-hmm. the reality of what America is. And I was like, that's very apt because that's exactly what they're trying to show. That's exactly what they're pushing point. Like the, the end of the episode, like I said, with that shot, which I love just for cinematic reasons, um, you know, like uh, in this day and age with um, recent events, events from last year, uh, everything's being filmed. Everything's being filmed. You can't get yeah. away. You can't get away with a, with, with a war crime, let alone, you know, um, immoral fucking shit without it being on camera because everybody has the ability to record it. And the fact that he didn't just kill the guy on those steps, he was being recorded by everyone in that crowd. Perfect. Just, just, just perfect. Like I didn't saw it coming. I mean, this is the world we live in. It it was bound to happen. You know, I mean, we knew eventually he's going to lose his schnitzels and, you know, he was going to be in the wrong place at the right time for everybody to fucking see it. Yep. Yep. And and I'm glad that that's happening. Like for narrative structure, I think it's beautiful. I think it's just, mm-hmm. it's just perfect. Um, and it's crazy. We only have two episodes left, but I think what's going to happen in my, in my prediction of how the next two episodes are going to go is that 
Um, I think that John is going to be on the run, that he knows that going back home is going to be a problem for him. Um, and that Sam and Bucky are going to be tasked with bringing him in. So there's going to be a big fight to where they bring John in. And, uh, um, and then, uh, cause that's the thing is like, I kept saying that I don't think that they're going to make John a villain. And he's still technically not, but I don't like. I don't think that he's not not going to be a villain. Like I don't think he'll be what Agatha was in Wandavision. He's more complex than that. Like I I I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to kind of explain, but I don't think he's going to be a villain villain. But I, uh, you know, and on that note, can we please address y'all if you're watching this show and he's pissing you off. Don't send him hate mail. He's doing a great job as an actor if he's pissing you off. He's just an actor, and he's a great one at that. So stop sending him fucking hate mail. Just just don't. That's not cool, man. Anyways, I'm, I'm, go I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm to make that a little bit broader and just be like, don't fucking send hate mail. Yeah, just don't. You know, like, I mean, Lord have mercy. Find better ways to spend your time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, go work in no, a guy, kitchen. I'll say this that the actor uh Wyatt Russell mm-hmm. <laughs> there for a second. Uh he um which I, I found out recently that he is uh Kurt Russell's son, so that's a thing. Uh yeah, he was in an interview. We, with, we, um, we literally Betty mentioned that last show. <laughs> did oh wow. I, I probably heard you and just forgot. Just plump for Yeah, probably. Um because Can't I, you the tell way that by I, looking at him? No, I don't see. I don't see that. You know how uh, other people see him. He, 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 he looks like a blonde Kurt Russell, which would make mm. sense. Swear to God, not... swear to God, my mind can't see that shit. When people look at babies and go, "He has her eyes and his nose," I don't see it. I never go, see. Go, 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 go. Again, don't know. Don't know what that says about my brain, but I've never seen that stuff. So <laughs> I do not see Kurt Russell in him at all. Um, Oh, well, I hope he you don't in- see Kurt Russell in the <laughs> incest. You literally know that's not what that phrase means, but you still had to say it. Of course. <laughs> um, no, he was talking in an interview about uh, uh, being in this role and not knowing anything about Marvel prior and then like being told to watch certain movies. And then watch or the read a few of the comics that his character was based on, and then, but he'd be on set asking a ton of questions like, "So when Thanos did this, like what? Like he he and people are just like, did you watch the movies, dude?" And he's like, "No, not yet." <laughs> While in the fucking suit, <laughs> but they also like the interview also talked to him about like going on a camping trip with uh, Kurt and Goldie Hawn because I guess Goldie Hawn's his mom, right? Yeah, um, yeah. It was like a the, the story about the that's, camping trip was really funny. That's that's where he gets the blonde from. Um, but uh, yeah, at first at first like glance, I I just don't see faces. Like I had no fucking clue until. And that's I think that's what's funny. Is, like face blindness, dude. It's bad. Like I never see it. You're like Marky Bart see... from Arrested Development. You have face blindness unless it's like super 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 fucking close. Like borderline clone, I don't see it. So, but anyway, uh, 
yeah, I agree with Betty. Don't fucking send him hate mail. He's doing a great job. It's fantastic. Uh, what else happened in this episode? Uh, Battlestar's dead. Yeah, Carly accidentally killed Battlestar, and you know, um, I guess she assumed that she was fighting a superpowered being and just hit him as hard as she could, but then realized suddenly, oh no, what have yeah. I done? Uh, they, they I got really the fuck out of there. Yeah, she did. I, I really enjoyed the scenes between her and Sam. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like, uh, what what I really enjoyed about that was you saw the similarities in in their um in their ideologies ideologies, and then that that immediately went away when like she threatened Sam's family. Yeah, he was like he was like none of that shit matters anymore. Like you fucked up. And I'm like, yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. Which is what I think is uh, like where episode, like I think this episode is going to be about Sam and Bucky confronting John and then Sam basically becoming Captain America, but his way, like the, with the, the suit that he has that I saw in the toy form. Um, and then, and then the last episode is going to be about him taking down. Oh, they've the already program. shown the, they've already shown a figure. Yeah. Oh, it's a know. toiler. That's a toiler. <laughs> you know, Never heard spoiler. it called that. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. uh, no, not my term. I didn't coin it. That's that's the thing. Toilers are real. Oh, no, no, no. I, I assumed you didn't because that's that has got to be within your community, that uh, the realm of collectors that like you heard it. What? It toiler? A toiler. Yeah, it's like a spoiler, but in toy form. <gasps> uh, when a toy is, you know, shown off too soon before something has been previewed to the general public like in a movie or tv show or something to that effect we call them toilers well i was gonna say we we know we know that sam gets the shield because we've seen those shots in the trailer of him throwing it at a tree so we know that they get the shield back but it hasn't happened yet so um it's not that big of a spoiler per se that that no. i've seen that suit but um you know, one of the things this show did that I I didn't I wasn't expecting because I didn't hear about it prior to the show coming out was Isaiah Bradley being in the show had no fucking clue. I didn't know they were bringing in John Walker. So the only people that I knew for sure were in the show were Sam, Bucky, Sharon, and Zemo. That was it. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know nothing. <laughs> I had no idea. But I'm you know again this so far has been my favorite episode. I've enjoyed it. Um. I do think that, you know, again, he's doing such a brilliant job with, you know, the character of the new uh, Captain America, John Walker. I, I'm, I'm impressed, you know, and again, I love Zemo, just freaking love him. And everybody else is just, you know, fun to look at, you know. I wonder if there are people out there that have to put a Jolly Rancher in their Zemo to enjoy him. Hmm. I mean, that would live and think. Oh, Greg, Zima. Uh, there you go. The, the look on his face is I made that very bad joke. Um, when did they stop making Zima? They brought it back, apparently. Did they? Did did they? they? Oh, thought... yeah, they stopped and then they brought it back. I think it's yeah. still around. I don't know because I'm not Zima. a drinker. Yeah, I mean, I haven't had one since like. 2002, probably. 
but yeah, uh, I thought they quit making it. Yeah, they're they're M- Miller Coors is bringing back the malt beverage, and this article was written last year, so I don't yeah. know if it's yet. Yeah, I think it is. Anyway, I don't know why you want to bring it back. It's not that good. I well, never hence, had it. Hence the jollier interest. Right, jollier interest in them. <laughs> you said that I'm like, put a Jolly Rancher in Zemo. I don't understand it, this, and then it took a two. hot second for my brain to get to Zemo. You need two. Because <laughs> it's well, I apologize for my very amusing in my head, but ill-timed and uh, not landing joke. So. Yeah, I think for me it didn't land because when that was out and di- and and before it was discontinued, I was not 21 yet, so I've never. Neither was I. It didn't keep me from drinking it. <laughs> I did drink before I was 21, but usually it was just we had like hard alcohol. We never got like beer, just because it was easier that way. But, um, but I never drank enough to know about the Jolly Rancher trick. That's for sure. That is for you put candy sure. in anything, it's going to taste better. Arguably, yes. You know, I, mean, I, I don't want to put a fucking chocolate bar in my Zima, I'll tell you that. I don't know, that it might sounds- taste better. <laughs> Zima Gold. Oh my God. Zima Gold. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh. I hope they don't bring that one back. Oh. I don't even know what they were trying to do with that, but it was awful. <laughs> Um, well, let's go ahead and uh, give final thoughts on the episode and grades and whatnot. Uh, oh, Betty, you go first. I am. Um, I'm going to try and start my cam again. Here we are. Okay. Yeah, I totally get this episode and A+. Plus. Um, it had my attention throughout the whole thing. Uh, a lot of shit went on. Uh, I love the ladies of Wakanda. Uh, that was fabulous. I did the whole this whole episode was just you know they really brought a lot to the table. I feel like you know it's kind of been meh up until this point. It's been good, but this one was really good. So I'm hoping that the next two, you know, the last two are going to be just as good. So A plus for me. What about you, Maya? I'll give it an A. I uh, thought it was really solid, really entertaining. I love the interaction between Carly and Sam. Um, at Mama Danya's funeral, uh, you know, I, I basically love to see how they have the shared ideologies or similar ideologies and how their methods vastly differ. And now that she's crossed the line, she's just not going to be able to redeem herself, at least it seems in Sam's eyes. Um, and I just want to say on the record, somebody made a comparison to her and Infus Nest, you know, because she played that character in Solo uh, and said that she was just a uh, vapid, angsty, uninteresting, low-energy teen. And I'm like, are we watching the same show? Because I think she does have, uh, you know, great character point, great character uh, strengths to her. But I mean, obviously, she is the leader of a movement, and look how young she is. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean that that says a lot right there. Now, you I do have to ask something because um, I asked Jeff this when we were watching it, and he didn't know; he wasn't sure. Are the flag smashers 
people who did who survived this the snap and then were displaced yeah. when people when the snap came back yeah yes they yeah they survived it they want they want the world back to before the the blip okay one world one people you know no no imaginary borders no walls just be one community taking care of each other which is what essentially happened during the 5 year span when half of the population was gone yeah and, and then you you know you've already had those 5 years to start building the population back up which you know would probably happen at a decent rate so yeah i can imagine that got that that's probably got a lot of issues i wonder if we're going to uh see a show that deals with some of those deeper issues probably not maybe you never um, know. I think, maybe yeah i think that i think the way that marvel's been handling the post blip stuff has been really clever uh you know we had you know wandavision deals with um grief and and trauma and all that kind of stuff that you know wanda was dealing with and now this show's dealing with the repercussions of society uh and is dealing with um you know how like no matter what there's still massive racial issues that are going to come up and america's not as great as everyone wants to fucking think it is so i mean shit we should have figured that out a long time ago but. I don't think I don't think Loki's going to deal with it as much because Loki's not going to be coming to this Earth. He's going to be dealing with other time variants. Um, he might come to this Earth, but uh, we'll see. What do you mean? What is Loki going to be dealing with? So he's he's, he's not of he's not of the timeline that we have right now uh, that we're watching the show in. He is of a um, he's a different variant. He's the variant that we saw in uh, Infinity War. No, in game it was in game. Um, where they go back in time to a different timeline to get the Tesseract, which had the uh, reality or the space stone. Yeah. And um, uh, Loki picks it up at, at a certain point and then disappears. That's the Loki we're going to be following, which is a different timeline than the one we have. Okay. I had no idea what happened to him. I was, you know, I was just waiting uh, for him to pop back into this universe. I had no idea. Because this this universe's or this timeline's Loki was killed by Thanos in the beginning of Infinity War, and um, so this one is a variant as the Time Variance Authority is going to bring about for him, and he's going to be tasked with working with the Time Verity Time Variant Authority to or the TVA to fix other timelines in certain ways, like work with them to get that correct. This is why in the trailer we see shots of like a destroyed New York City or um, what looks like a Lady Loki. We're going to be dealing with a lot of that stuff. But I think the idea of the show is that Loki's going to try to figure out a way out of it and possibly get to this reality where he'll, you know, suddenly be back alive. And well, he is Loki. Right. Right. Exactly. It's my thought. But we'll see. I mean, I just, I don't think that it's going, I don't think this show is going to be dealing with, or sorry, I don't think Loki is going to be dealing with the blip and, and like that kind of stuff and, and the fashion that the two shows did. So. And maybe we all need a break. <laughs> I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be fucking. Oh yeah. It's it's so it's Tom Hiddleston is a fantastic actor, but anyway, um, oh, I'm going to give the, I'm going to give this episode an A plus. I think that um, with the, varying uh, uh, conversations on different ideologies and um, like between Zemo talking about ideology, the conversation between Sam and Carly, um, the, the visual aspect of the show showing like 
hey, things aren't great in America. Like we gave this shield and this massive title to a guy that has clearly PTSD. Fucking beautiful. Like I love the the fact that they're doing this. Like it's not beautiful. Like you get what I'm saying. It's narratively. But, yeah, it's really I mean, it's good. yeah, narratively, it's telling a great story. You know, and one that needs to be told and needs to be heard. Is. And because, you know, the platform that they've chosen to do it with is the perfect one. Yeah, I was gonna say like uh, Marvel has never been shy to address issues in society via their stories, and this is just another example. So if you're watching this and you're like, it's too political, well, then you haven't been reading Marvel correctly. You haven't been reading comics correctly. Sorry to say it that way, you haven't been reading them correctly. Period. Suck it so. up, Buttercup. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm very excited for episode five i think i i just i can't wait for like two more days two more days and then we get to watch it or i guess i could watch it tomorrow night whatever all right uh why don't we move on to invincible episode uh five, five thank you wow my yes. brain just stopped um a lot to unpack <laughs> so that's the clever thing about invincible is that it is it is telling a superhero story in a very unique way um it's it's dealing with stuff that I didn't think a superhero story could. I think like when when you when you talk about like superheroes that aren't everything they seem to be, you think of the boys and you go, "Oh, the boys is a really great di- you know, dissection of superheroes." It is to an extent because you know, you're not following the superheroes. This show you are following the superheroes. So it's very cool to kind of see that and um outside of mark just working with the the guy that can turn himself into concrete i assume is what it is titan 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 Titan, thank you um you know you have mark talking to his dad and saying like and his dad going it's beneath you you're less than that or sorry you're more than that there's there you know that that's that's lesser you don't need to deal with that i think that speaks volumes on white privilege in a way um, without directly saying it. And Mark's mom telling him like, you know, do what you feel is right. I, I just, I love that. I absolutely fucking love that. It's just brilliant. And, uh, and helping I, anyone should never be beneath anyone. You know, right. That's, that's right. another thing she brought up. Yeah. Um. I was trying to think of the other well, themes that happened in this episode before that, but well, it was a lot of flash, uh, you know, shifting from Mark's perspective, fighting uh, all these crazy superpowered people, uh, to him being late for all of his dates with his girlfriend, uh, and then shifting back to focus on Titan and how he's trying to get out from under Machine Head and trying to pay off his debts and he's like i'm done i'm out and he wants to be out for his family or so it appears uh with the machine head thing okay so you know you've got this dude titan who can survive bullets i mean you know pretty much take anything you throw at him and machine head tells him well you know i'm not done with you after all why didn't he just smash his head right then and there? I know he has his little IT dude standing off to the side waiting to whisk him away, which is also part of something else later on. But, I mean, 
it wouldn't have taken that long for him to just smash his head right between his hands. I think there's two reasons behind that. A, uh, Machine Head probably has multiple Machine Heads to back up on. Um, And Titan knows this. And B, I think it's because Titan had a plan. He had a plan in, in motion that he was trying to get done, and by just killing Machine Head there, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have panned out the way he wanted it to. He was obviously getting that other guy on board and making a scene that would have not gotten suspicion from anybody else. That's my I, idea. They never say it, but obviously that's that's what I think. So I don't know. I have to say the. Uh superpowered team that machine head employs to fight Titan and Invincible and then later uh what are they called? Freedom Force or whatever. The new yeah, uh the new, well, they're, they're the new Guardians. No, they're yeah. the new Guardians, sorry. Um that one the the big cat like uh, uh Battle yeah, Beast Thundercat. Yeah. Well, well, they call him Battle Beast in the show, which is awesome because he looks exactly like a spinoff line from the Transformers back in the 80s called Battle Beasts. They were just little two-inch tall, three points of articulation. They just moved at their arms and their heads, and they had rub signs on their chests, fire, wood, or water. And it was like a combat system, you know, like paper, rock, scissors, you know. Uh, but he looks just like one of the battle beasts from back in the eighties, which was, uh, I, I was like, that's like awesome. Cat. I, I just thought I saw Thundercat. That's all I saw when I looked down. I was like, Oh, he's a Thundercat. Which is yeah, also yeah. Cartoon, so, but yeah, oh. he was a badass. That was a boss I wouldn't want to face. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that was a bit overpowered in my opinion. I'm just like, dude, whoa, you know, Japanese ghost over here. I just don't get it. <laughs> I'd like to know exactly what Cecil took out of machine uh machine head's head. Yep. Like what yep. was that? It was that chip that Titan it was that upgrade chip that Titan had stolen for him, I think, or maybe it was this whole central processing unit. Yeah, I'm thinking like maybe it's 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 his brain and they're gonna plug it into something else and get information out of it. I don't know, but because Cecil always has a reason for everything. Like he's not He's not just blindly going from thing to thing. He has a plan. And I just don't know what it is, other than trying to take down Omni-Man, obviously. Well, um, the whole thing with what happened there at the end, I mean, first, we also should talk about the fact that um, Mom found the book in the closet Yeah, with all the stuff written in it. And she's, you know... She knows dad's acting sus at this point. She's all looking into it. I mean, shit, she sent him all around the world for dinner, you know, just looking yeah. for time and shit. And, you know, now we know that's going to be brought up next episode. But what happened there at the end when they came in, and I mean, basically got obliterated. Is this a, a George R. R. Martin moment, or did we just lose a fistful of characters? I mean, or are so, we going to? So we saw Robot uh, bring Monster Girl back um, when she was in her kid form, <coughs> and we know Mark still has a heartbeat. Um, so, and I don't think Mark's going to die. He's he's the main. He's he's the only character, as far as I know, that has plot armor. 
Um, well, yeah, and they, you know, they had that sample at the end, and they were saying, you know, these cells won't die. So obviously, yeah. he's not going to die. But I the rest I, of them. So my my theory, my 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 uh, uh, thought, and again, for the audience who haven't read the comic, I'm going to read the comic after the season's over because I don't want to spoil the show since I'm already into the show. But um, my theory is that Cecil knows because he knows that, that Omni-Man killed the, the guardians of the globe. Um, but he doesn't know why. And I think the why is that uh, Viltrumites, they are a conquering race. And the point of going from planet to planet isn't peaceful aspects. It's to take over the planet. It's to become a, a empire, if you will. Um, and he, uh, uh, Nolan was sent to earth to, um, to do that. They might go to certain planets to basically say like, we can protect you. And then they just immediately are like, they bow down. Whereas earth already had a bunch of superpowered people. So he couldn't do that immediately. And now he's trying to take care of it because the Viltrumites are going to basically call come calling. Um, and before that, or at least that's what I think, but I, I do think that there's supposed to be a giant fight between Mark and, and uh, his dad, big old fight. And that's a lot of that has to do with the fact that um, Amazon's promo picture, when you go to start the episode is kind of telling me that um, I don't know if you guys see the same thing I see, but when I turn on the episode, it's a shot of like, what looks like part of a destroyed city with Omni-Man in the distance, kind of like fence fist clenched. And floating there, looking back at Mark, who's laying on the ground, who's kind of on his like hands here with a with a destroyed fucking face piece, and he looks like he's in immense pain. So, I think the show is going to end in a giant fight between, or at least the last episode is going to be a fight between uh, Mark and his dad. Well, it's like um, his Omni Man's wife. I can't remember her name. Uh, Genevieve. Yeah. I'm looking at it. Uh, I can't remember either. She did. Normally, I'd be able to spit it right out, but I can't. Invincible. I want to say Carol. Oh, we do know that the show is eight episodes total, by the way. Just so you guys know. Oh, okay. Awesome. Um, Debbie. Debbie, yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, she's voiced she... by Sandra Oh. Didn't, didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Oh. So when, you know, after the whole thing about him telling uh, Mark that, you know, helping Titan was beneath him, you know, she's in the kitchen. She's like, when you first came here, you didn't know nothing about humans. You know, I had to teach you about how, you know, to be kind and all this other stuff. And I'm like, ooh, that speaks volumes, honey. Yeah. You know, <laughs> bad I shit's about to go down. If you had to teach him, you know, human ethics, that's that's not good. That's yeah, not I, I, I full on think that the Viltrumites are not good a good race. They are not a good race. They're just a powerful race. Yeah, they are definitely that. But I'm excited. I'm excited for the. So here's another question for you guys. What do you think? Because I have a theory, but what do you think Robot is doing? What do you think his end goal is? <sighs> no clue. I've not really speculated. Yeah. I, I okay. So here's my theory. So there are a couple of moments in the show where somebody mentions about being a human or that that robot doesn't understand what it's like to be a human. And he um, he has this like 
the tone in his voice is very like something was ha something was up with that. So here's my theory. Robot was once a human man and he died in a car wreck that killed his daughter. Um, and they transferred his brain into a, into a living body. Kind of like what happened with, uh, um, Clive on doom patrol. Um, and uh, he's been finding a way to bring back his own body for a long time now. And this is why I think he overreacted about Monster Girl so strongly as he did, because he sees his daughter in Monster Girl, even though she's... I wondered about that. Um, but he doesn't want to just bring back him, his body or his daughter. He wants to make them a superhero, which is why he took Rexplosion's blood. And which is, I mean, it might be his son too. I don't <clears throat> fucking know, but that's what I think. I think his goal is to recreate um, a loved one or his own body. One of the two. So, but I, cause I don't think it's malicious intent. I really don't think it's malicious intent. Like a lot of people are like, oh, he's a bad guy. Cause he's, and I'm like, no, 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 I don't, I don't think he's a bad guy. I think, I think it's, I it's think he's more human than people give him credit for. I think yeah. he was human at one point. I think he was human at one time. A hundred percent do. Interesting. But I could be totally fucking wrong and completely blindsided by what the truth is, but that's my theory. Just based on how he talks, like when they got back from that, uh, like it was the it was sort of the beginning of the episode, but it was uh it might have been last episode. But anyway, it was it was when the the new um guardians had gotten back from fighting something and uh and then the 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 black guy, um, the fuck's his name? He has a big old box, suit of armor. No, 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 no. Oh yeah, the the guy who runs everything, the parent. Yeah. Anyway, he shows them that like they didn't save a bus full of people. Wasn't it? And is it Sam? Is his name Cecil? Sam? You talking about Cecil? See, no, Sam. No. Oh, oh, Samson. Yeah, Samson. Yes, 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 Samson. God Sam. Lord. Uh, he, uh, what was I saying about him? Now I lost my train of thought completely. Wow. Oh, that's what it was. The it battle was after that thought. Okay, I got, I got it. I got it. I'm here. It was right after they, they showed that, and then all the other characters had walked away after saying how they felt about the situation to which he says to robot, uh, can you believe these guys? And then robot looks at monster girl and says, some of them, that was a big clue too. So I think that there's that's right there. Jesus, that took way too long to get to that point. I think that's why he was like the, why he looks at her so intently like that, why he's so protective of her because it reminds him of somebody. And I'm going to assume daughter, Again, could be wrong, but that's where my thought process went. So we'll see. But, but I think uh, overall, it was a very good episode. You know, that's I fantastic. Mean, they um, they're doing a good job with the story. I was gonna say, let's yeah, let's just go ahead and give a grade. Go go with grades here. Um, Betty, why don't you go? You want you go ahead and go first on this one. As well. Again, I'm gonna have to give it another A plus. Um, you know, they've they've blown it out of the park with surprises. Uh, I like the way they're telling the story. Um, you know, I'm, yep, 
<laughs> to see what happens <laughs> next week. So yeah, A plus for me. <laughs> what about you, Greg? A plus as well. I think it's a fucking stellar episode. I, I think the um, the the unraveling of who Omni Man is is really is really coming to uh, to a head, and I'm I'm very excited for it. I I I still want to know everything that Cecil has up his sleeve. Um, <clears throat> I think uh, showing that Mark is not invincible is really 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 fucking clever um since that's his fucking name yeah so um um and also it shows that like even with mark's good intent and good 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 intentions like his dad was kind of right his dad like his dad was kind of right i i love that that that's the way that they're gonna tell the story so i mean because you know that ending, whoo, wow. Yeah, it was a lot. It was like, wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maya? I'll give it an A. I thought it was really well done, really good story. And, you know, even though it seems that Titan was manipulating Mark in the end, he still had noble reasons to do so. You know, he's wanting to protect his family. He generally seems to want to help people who are down on their luck. So I'm I'm debating to see, you know, if it was for ultimately nefarious purposes or if he did like he said he was going to, I'm here to help real people. <clears throat> uh, I, I just like the depth that they added to his character. Yeah, I mean, again, that's, I, I'm, I can't, you know, I can't hate it, but, you no. know, shame on you. Just shame on you. Yeah. (laughs) Very disappointed young man. (laughs) Yeah. This show, this show has fucking layers and I absolutely love it. That's, that's something I was talking to my dad about because he's very much the um, golden age of superhero stuff. And back when like, it was the same year that Deadpool civil war and Batman versus Superman came out the same year. And he was just like, I'm kind of done with superhero stuff. Like, I don't like when superheroes fight each other. They're supposed to fight the bad guys and save the day. And I'm like, so stories can't be more complicated. And he's like, well, they can. I just, I just don't know why it has to be these characters. And uh, now that he's kind of on board with what I'm getting at, when I say that kind of stuff, he's like really fucking enjoying Falcon and Winter Soldier. He's really enjoyed all the MCU movies. And he's just like fucking uh, to him, uh, the boys and, and Invincible are fucking fantastic. And I'm just like, yes. Yes, Dad. Superheroes don't have to be one-dimensional. They really don't. Nope. <clears throat> so, um, well, yeah, I think that's going to do it for us today, everybody. Um, next week, we're obviously covering Episode 5 of Falcon and Winter Soldier and Episode 6 of Invincible. Um, so make sure you watch that and join us. Uh, I'm, we're all very excited over here to keep watching these shows because they do a really good job. Uh, make sure you follow us on all the socials listed below. Uh, you can still find our merch on the T Teespring site. Um, uh, didn't they add some new stuff recently? Some new uh, product. I, 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 I added some new things in from their available options. Uh, there are tumblers now available. Uh, That's right. There are face masks available. And, you know, uh, if I have time permits in the next week, I'll get in there and update and put some more items in. Um, Hell yeah. Fucking... Yeah, but, um, but yeah, guys, get in there and purchase something. You know, show, 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 show your love and a monetary value. Uh, 
all proceeds <laughs> go to the upkeep of the show. And you know, when you do purchase something, send us a send us a picture of you showing off your wares, and we'll put it on our Instagram and our Twitter Absolutely. and Facebook. You know, show it Absolutely. off, spread the 100%. love. Um, um, also, uh, if you're listening to this on audio version, go to our YouTube channel, give it a little follow. Give us a give us a little like on the video. If you listen to the video or listen to the podcast already, and you don't want to listen to it again. Don't worry about it. Just give us a little like. It helps uh, with the algorithm and promoting our podcast to people who might enjoy it. So um, that's you know that's all you got to do. It's it's uh, it's a free a free thing you can do to help us out if you want to. It takes just uh, a minute. To subscribe, hit that notification bell, and throw a thumb. Yep. And if you want to leave a comment, we appreciate that too. Uh, but you know, it's up to you. Uh, but yeah, other than that, uh, folks, where my, uh, Maya, where can folks find you? I was going to say, folks, where can Maya find you? But I don't think that works. <laughs> well, first of all, I'm not looking for anybody, so <laughs> I guess my day is done. All right. Uh, no, but if uh, you want to follow me online, you can find me on Facebook under my name. Um, if you wish to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, those profiles are linked to my Facebook page. Um, it's a public profile. If you want to catch me on other shows, I'm on two other podcasts, both on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel. One being Figabangin, where we do a live uh, action figure review every other Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And then every Friday, right now, because of internet issues and recording, uh, I'm unable to live stream because of the node that I'm on via my cable company, uh, Comcast, is overloaded. And because of that, my upstream is getting killed, so I can't live stream. So we're having to pre-record our shows. But those are also on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel. Normally, they'd be on Friday nights, but I've been having to upload them on Saturdays because we can't record until Fridays as a result. Uh, but you know, if you subscribe to that channel and hit the notifications, you'll get the alerts for those. Uh, but that's a fun show that we have covering various topics in, uh, nerd entertainment, comics, movies, TV shows, toys, all things adjacent. Uh, you know, it's a fun time, but those are the places that you can find me. But what about you, Betty? Where can people find you? Uh, right here holding a kitty. Um, That's a big kitty. <laughs> she is a big kitty. Luna. Um, you can find me at, um, on Twitter at Bright Betty, and you can find me on Facebook at uh, Betty Badger Ogletree. And other than that, you can find me playing Suck Hiram at this point. So, <laughs> and playing with the kitties. Suck Hiram. What about you, Greg? Uh, you can find me under Chub Rock Geek under all socials. Uh, I'm usually active on Twitter. Uh, Anthony and I have been trying to do more stuff. I, I oh, that was the other thing. Um, I did, I did upload those videos, Maya, and forgot to send them to you. So I have recorded some reviews. I'm going to send them to Maya so that way she can edit them, add music or whatever, and then upload them to the to the YouTube channel. Not a ton of editing because there's no need to do that per se. Um, but hopefully we'll have those up soon so you can you can check those out as well on the YouTube channel. Uh, and I was going to say, Anthony and I have been doing some stuff for the other channel. I did a review. I just recorded a review for uh, It Takes Two. So if you want to hear me talk about that again, if you didn't hear me talk about it last week, go ahead and do that. 
Um, but it is a review of me finishing the game. So there's that. Uh, uh, yeah, I think that's it in that regard. Um, and I'll be uploading that to the uh, Mission Start Tubes channel is the channel name. Uh, but other than that, I think that's it for the moment. Um, yeah, that's it. So guys, again, Falcon Winter Soldier Invincible. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And in case you forgot, because I want to throw this out there, Black Lives Matter, stop Asian hate, protect trans lives. It's that fucking simple. We'll see you next week. Yeah, peace, love, and kitty cats. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, everybody.